0: Okay, Leah, mm. you get to choose three bands, Dead or Living, mm. to form your perfect tour. Now, here's how it goes. You got your two openers, so your first one and your second one, and then who's the main act?
1: Okay. Right this moment, based on what I most want to see, it would be your first act would be The Struts, obviously, mm-hmm. followed by Def Leppard. Okay so that luke and joe can do the crossover song that they just released okay perfect and then queen finishes the whole night nice i like that be a hell of a night that'd be a good tour what would that tour be called i almost just said hella mega and i was like no that's taken (laughs) um mine was
0: strutting down the leopard like a queen
1: that that is a good name y'all
0: welcome the, the, the stretch people that listen to this, you can go ahead and pass that on to the stretch. For yes.
1: Me. I was thinking like glitter and stripes. Well, that's or a glitter a good and one. spots. Glitter and spots. Glitter and spots. I like that. Okay. <laughs> Leopards don't have stripes. I'm so dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think. Okay. So the theme that we're going for on this door is abstract oh god so the first we're gonna start with poppy set the set the tone set the tone and then we're gonna move into nine inch nails for that (laughs) rustic industrial sound okay and then we're just gonna close with post malone because why not that is a (laughs) night did i just make that out the top of my head yes but I also had a dream about Post Malone, so I think that's where I'm pulling it from. We're talking about Post Malone today, too. Holy shit, are we? Yes, we are. He makes Dude. a guest appearance. Okay. Here's my dream. Here's my dream. Ready? Because <laughs> okay. you mentioned it. So the dream was, well, I told you part of it at the gym, that I take Mia and Rodi to the veterinarian. She tells me both are overweight. Probably true. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're okay. And then I get out to my car and I... I was like, all right, guys, let's go to get ice cream because I'm like, you know, that kind of dog mom. And then both of my tires, like someone had like, I don't even know if this is possible. But in the dream, someone had like, what's the word? Slash. Slash them. I don't know if you can actually do that. But theoretically, yes. I don't know how. Yeah. So that's what happened in the dream. And then I'm calling Leah to come give me rides for the week while I get this fixed. But um, also in that dream it was just for like a couple seconds but post malone had a gold album it was like gold with glitter on it and like white so there you go i mean
1: he will make an appearance in this episode that's, so that's a relevant dream the site the site anyway i'm bethann and i'm leah and this is she
0: will rock you spooky season
1: Uh, i have not had that much to drink tonight and and we're still i'm just hype (laughs) about this episode okay do we have any business we need to take care of uh we gotta remind people to vote yeah because the election is three four days four days after this episode comes out yeah saturday sunday monday it's four days after this episode comes out
0: so please vote it's your civic duty I know you're hearing it from every celebrity, so you might as well hear it from us. Some nobodies.
1: <laughs> Just go vote, okay? Just go vote. It's too late to register. Today's the last day in Virginia. I yeah. think like, we're one of the latest states, so if you didn't register, sucks to be you. <laughs> you, sh- you had all fucking year, but <laughs> if you are registered, go vote. Yeah, do it. Anyway, on to regularly scheduled business. Go. I am so excited for this episode. If you listened last week, you know what we're talking about. I'm not going to, you know, dance around the bush here. We're talking about Ozzy Osbourne, the Prince of Darkness himself. Yes. Part two of the Black Sabbath uh, legacy that we started last week or two weeks ago. About 10 minutes ago here. Um, <laughs> and I am, I have not been this excited. I like all our episodes that we do. Like, I feel like every time we cover an artist, they become one of my children. Yeah. Like, I feel that. To borrow a phrase from a podcast I listen to, they're all my trash children.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like you defend them, too. It's like, don't you dare talk about red hot chili peppers that yes, way. Yes,
1: they're now our trash children. Um, <laughs> so Ozzy's now a trash child of mine, but I like I haven't been excited, this excited about an episode since Rolling Stones. Oh, damn. Which was a good one. Um, that was a while ago. Just buckle up, because this this seriously goes in like 700 different directions. (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it. We'll cover that when we get there. Um, so yeah, Ozzy Prince of darkness. We'll just jump right into it. He was born December 3rd, 1948 in Aston, Birmingham. Uh, and as you talked about briefly in the last episode, Birmingham was not a great place to grow up. It, quote is lost in the aftermath of world war ii Mm -hmm. they were they were a factory town during the war they stayed a factory town after the war pretty much everybody works in a factory yeah and everyone's just sad like it's just it's sad times it's sad times sad people sad jobs ozzy's dad john's dad he's still john at this point i guess uh when he was little he told him, "I've got a feeling about you, John Osborne. You're either gonna do something very special or end up in prison." No way! And guess what? <laughs> he did both.
0: <laughs> oh, that is one that's going on in a motivational poster, coming coming to uh, Instagram near you.
1: Uh, that's the, expect that in the graphics. This week. Yeah. <laughs> um. So even though he was born John Michael Osborne, he was given the name Ozzy in elementary school. I don't really know why. I wish I did. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But school was super rough for him, not only just because he was dyslexic, but he was sexually assaulted by bullies like a lot. That sucks. Uh, So he rightfully hated school. Yeah. So at 14, he hears the song She Loves You by the Beatles. He decides on the spot he's going to be a rock star. So he leaves school at 15. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really blame him. He wasn't having a great time. Mm -hmm. And he just hits... The job world, which, as we discussed in Birmingham, is not great. So he worked a bunch of just random jobs. Right. And one of his first jobs was in a slaughterhouse, where he spent the first four weeks throwing up every day until he got used to it.
0: You know, when you say Ozzy worked at a slaughterhouse, my first reaction was, "Yeah, makes sense." But
1: yeah, he didn't. He didn't cope well. Yeah, to it. It's hard to. Um. <laughs> he got fired eighteen months later because he beat a coworker. <laughs> he, he beat a coworker over the head with a pole for making, That's terrible. For making fun of him. So like
0: <laughs> Sorry, Yeah, we shouldn't he be deserved laughing, it, but,
1: but you can't beat your coworker <laughs> over the head with a pole. Uh we're, I'm that's like my fifth bullet. This is gonna be a long <laughs> night. Um so he, he gets fired. He needs money so what does he do he decides to be a thief oh my gosh! but where does he steal from the shop attached to his house (laughs) he didn't even bother branching out anywhere else in the village that's the laziest (laughs) thing ever but it gets better he's a terrible thief okay yeah he gets caught when he tries to steal a tv but it falls on him I need to say that clear. He gets stopped when he tries to steal a TV, but it falls on him. Um, That same night, he also stole a handful of baby clothes. Okay. (laughs) He thought they were adult clothes, but it was too dark to see. Um, So then he he sold them to some people at the pub. Oh, my God. And some T-shirts. But not only (laughs) did he, you know, steal baby clothes and have a TV fall on top of him... He wore fingerless gloves, so he left fingerprints everywhere. I'm fucking kidding. No!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, so he like had to like feel like a thief. (laughs) What did thieves wear? Well, fingerless gloves and a ski mask, of course.
1: Pretty much, that's how he walked in there and had a TV follow him. And keep in mind, he lives upstairs. (laughs)
0: This is, this is the best spooky episode we've done.
1: <laughs> so uh, he went to jail for yeah. six weeks. He spent six weeks in the Winston Green Prison. Uh, he could have just paid a fine and not had to go to jail, but his dad refused to pay the fine because he wanted to teach his son a lesson. Yeah,
0: well, it's understandable.
1: So uh, <laughs> he just hung out in jail for six weeks. It's also, I mean, we'll see. Ozzy has a long history getting in fights, in case you didn't guess that already. Hmm, yeah. Um... But before he went to prison, he got in a fight so bad that it ripped out a chunk of his tattoos. Holy shit. But but don't worry. He learns how to tattoo himself in prison, so he fixed it. (laughs) The first tattoo he gave himself in prison was a pair of smiley faces.
0: (laughs) We're not going to get through this episode, are we?
1: This wasn't this funny when I was writing it. The first tattoo he gave himself in prison was a bear. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> this is too many takes.
0: <laughs> no, you have to you have to push through. You have to okay. say it.
1: It was a pair of smiley faces on his knees so he could cheer himself up when Oh <laughs> my god he was in the toilet. <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> We're on page one, guys.
0: Guys, <laughs> this, this is a
1: prince of goof. <laughs> 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 a prince of darkness? Um so um in his lifetime yeah he's amassed over 15 tattoos the most famous are he has ozzy on his knuckles (laughs) um that was his first tattoo done by himself as a teenager with a sewing needle and pencil lead which is not a good idea that's not how you do a tattoo yeah i feel like poke
0: technology yeah. I and mean the poke technique, rather.
1: Yeah, you don't do it with pencil lead, like good god. Oh, pencil lead. Yeah, and well, that's is, true. They
0: didn't have gel pens then, did they? This is
1: 1948. That was real lead. Oh shit. Oh, uh, okay, we just explained Ooh. a lot of things about that. That's not. That's not even the explanation. Okay. Um. So after he got out of prison in 1966, he started to promote himself uh, as an experienced lead singer, but he'd never been in a <laughs> band. <laughs> and he put out that ad in a local music shop that said ozzy zig needs a gig experienced frontman has own pa system uh so he put it up and then kind of forgot that he did that until a few weeks later a guy comes and knocks on his door the guy who would eventually become the basis for black sabbath yeah um but there was one problem he did not have a pa system (laughs) (laughs) so his father took out a loan for him to buy a pa system so that people would take him seriously oh good for dad so also i just put in here it's also just a weird note that the year that black sabbath was forming frank sinatra was topping the charts like doesn't that seem wrong to you (laughs) that doesn't seem right because like it's 1968 he's still topping the charts that's weird one of the documentaries i watched noted it and i was just like Mm. I can't process that information. Yeah. Those are two totally different eras, but they're not. That's weird. Anyway, so while in, uh, I left out most of Black Sabbath, but it's worth noting that during this time, the early years of Black Sabbath, Ozzy meets and marries his first wife. Her name's Thelma. They have two children together, and he actually adopted her son, uh, but he calls the marriage a terrible mistake because his drug and alcohol abuse coupled with the fact he's trying to form a band mm-hmm. uh he didn't have a great family life he was never there for his children i
0: yeah because i literally when you say that it's like the only ones i know is kelly and jack
1: yeah they're not from that first marriage <laughs> oh, God. uh his his first i guess three children including the adopted one later in life they are interviewed for a documentary and they basically just say he was a terrible father Oof. he was never there Yikes. um in the 2011 documentary called god bless ozzy Osbourne," which is made by his son jack from his second marriage with sharon mm-hmm. ozzy admits that he can't even remember when his first two kids were born <gasps> oh that's so bad that's, that's cool. bad uh and then i just left a big space here called the black sabbath interlude you want to know what happens during the Black Sabbath years, refer to last week's episode. Yes. Because I don't have time to cover it because <laughs> buckle up. Uh, right after the Sabbath years or during the late later part of the Sabbath years, Ozzy meets who will become his future wife, Sharon Arden. So after Black Sabbath had their first album as a relative success, they got a new manager named Don Arden. And Sharon at that time was working as Don's receptionist. And Ozzy admits that he thought she was cute, but assumed that she probably thought I was a lunatic, which valid. Um, And he said the only good thing or the best thing that came out of choosing Don as Black Sabbath's manager was that he got to see Sharon regularly, even though he kept the relationship professional. Sharon Arden Osborne is a saint. We'll get to that. Mm hmm. So in 1979, Black Sabbath fires Ozzy. He thinks his life is over. Right. Like that band was everything to him. He thought he's going to go back to working a shitty factory job in Birmingham. Like he's still young. He thinks I've ruined my whole life, ruined my career. Uh, So he does not take being fired well. He locks himself in a hotel room in L.A. for like three weeks. He drinks himself into blacking out. Like every time he regains consciousness, he just drinks and does drugs until he passes out. Um, and he says that he went to that hotel to die. Oh God. But, uh, he is rescued by lovely angel Sharon. She came and like talked him out of it, actually gave him the like affection and attention. He's been craving his whole life Mm -hmm. and she got him through out of that dark hole out of the hotel room and like made sure he did something with himself right it's also convenient that her dad is a famous manager so that works out great see don arden ends up signing him to jet records they intend to record new material he assigns sharon to go with ozzy to la to look after his needs whatever they were mm. but really just to protect his investment because he did not trust ozzy oh, i mean understandable after locking himself up for three weeks so in late seventy nine, under management of the Ardens, Ozzy forms the Blizzard of Oz. He did not. That is what he named his band. Oh my god, <laughs> the name does not stick. Yeah. But they do release the debut album called Blizzard of Oz. Thank God he went by his own name and not by that forever.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So the Blizzard of Oz is formed of drummer Lee Kerslake. Bassist slash lyricist Bob Daisley, keyboardist Don Airy, and guitarist Randy Rhodes. None of them are really important, but they deserve a shout out. So, debut Blizzard of Oz. It is one of the few albums amongst the 100 bestsellers of the 80s to achieve multi platinum status without ever having a top 40 single. Hmm. So, he's living the Black Sabbath dream of not going mainstream. Yeah. Yet. Uh, As of August 1997, it has achieved quadruple platinum, and he wrote a song for that album called Goodbye to Romance, which was his formal public goodbye to Black Sabbath. Aww. He missed his bros. Yeah. Not gonna lie. In 1981, he releases his second album, "Dire of a Madman. On this album and Blizzard of Oz, Rhodey Rhodes is his guitarist, and he... I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. Ozzy has a lot of guitarist drama. It's yeah. not really important to the story. He changes guitarists like all the time. Uh, but for this, Rhodey, I'm going to call him Rhodey Rhodes. His name is Randy Rhodes.
0: <laughs> I was about to <laughs> say, like I call Ro- Rhodey Rhodes all the time from, that's my dog's name, Bob yes. from Iron Man.
1: So because of his work on Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman, Rhodes was ranked the 85th greatest guitarist of all time by Rolling Stone, which he deserves that spot. Yeah. And diary, diary of a Madman, I don't know why that's so hard to say, is Ozzy's personal favorite of all of his albums. Aw. So I it's like... His, it's his diary. It's his it's his child. So that kicks off an era... I mean, pretty much all of Ozzy is chaotic, but this kicks off a very chaotic era. Yeah. So they are on tour. They're a week away from playing Madison Square Garden. And for some reason, a airplane, a light aircraft is, is being flown. I don't know if they were doing it for like one of those sightseeing tours or yeah, what. Yeah, out like, of, um, by Madison Square Garden? They're in Florida at the time.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, I got
1: it. I think. I don't know why I thought they're in Florida. Oh, so maybe that's another story. Anyway, they're, they're, the plane is being piloted by the tour bus driver. I don't know if he was licensed. This is not
0: convincing. Okay.
1: Rhodes is on the plane. Rachel Youngblood, who is the band's costume and makeup designer, they're on the plane and it's doing low passes over the band's tour bus. I don't know why. It crashes. The left wing of the aircraft hits the bus, causes the plane to crash into a tree or to graze a tree and crash into a garage nearby and it kills all three on the spot. Um, It was... It was blamed on being a result of poor judgment by the pilot in coming too close to the bus and misjudging yeah. clearance. Um, but Ozzy did not handle this well, as he, I mean, yeah, no one's going to handle this well. He was really close with Rhodes. He felt like that was his first like brush with tragedy in his life. Yeah, and he fell into a really really dark depression. They ended up canceling two weeks of the tour. While Ozzy and Sharon and some other bandmates, they just went to uh, L.A. to just chill and just like right. regroup Decompress from that. Um, they this is where they start the guitarist drama. They never really he never really finds someone he just vibes with.
0: Yeah, it's w- hard when you like find that one and then something tragic happens. Mm-hmm. It's like you're never gonna find a replacement.
1: I think the closest he's ever come, and I don't think I ever mentioned him, is Zach Wild. He mm-hmm. he. He's on again, off again. They don't necessarily always see eye to eye. Yeah. But he does do a lot of work with him. Um, but so they end up replacing him for the rest of the tour with Night Rangers guitarist, which was interesting, Brad Gillis. Mm-hmm. But something nice, good kind of comes out of that year because that summer on July 4th, he marries Sharon and he later confessed that they, he chose 4th of July as the date because he would never forget his anniversary that way (laughs) that sounds about right we know he is not good at remembering things yeah and sharon and ozzy go on to have three children amy kelly and jack and we'll talk there's another child we'll talk about her later oh
0: like okay it's just weird because i know the osbornes which i'm sure you're gonna talk about yes and i know jack and kelly and that's it yep this is all new to me yep continue
1: I didn't know there was a third child either. Uh, so in 1989, Ozzy performs at the Moscow Music Peace Festival, which I could go off on a whole tangent. If you have not listened to the podcast, Winds of Change. Oh, I was about to say, is that Winds of Change? The that category? is Winds of Change. Um, that music festival may or may not have been arranged by the KGB. I don't have time to go down that. Maybe plans for a future episode. Yeah. But it's worth noting that he was there. He was drunk and stoned the entire time and he doesn't remember being there but he was there (laughs) of course in 1991 ozzy releases no more tears which features the song mama i'm coming home which was a very radio-friendly ozzy song probably his most radio-friendly yeah and this is the era of mtv so he gets a lot of mtv exposure as well but at this point in his life ozzy says i'm really tired of touring I don't like this. So he goes on one last tour, which is his retirement tour, and he names it No More Tours (laughs) for No More Tears.
0: That sounds about right.
1: But his retirement, as you can imagine, did not last very long. So in 1995, he comes back. He releases a new uh, album called Osmosis. O-Z-Z. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, He returns to touring he calls that tour the retirement sucks tour <laughs> <laughs> and just some notes about osmosis it's a very personal album about his kids okay so there's two songs on it about his kids one's called amy which is written about his daughter and at the end of the song a little amy can actually be heard saying i'll always be your angel Oh, which refers to the song's chorus lyrics yeah. and then the song my little man is about jack
0: that's so sweet i would
1: say kelly doesn't get a song but they end up duetting later in life so yeah I, I think he makes up for it definitely in 1996 a little thing called Ozfest is born mm-hmm. in phoenix arizona they it actually has two shows there's one in phoenix in october or october 25th and there's one in california yeah. on october 26th and this was, like, the metal fest. Like, mm-hmm. probably, arguably, the first metal fest? 96? Um, probably. I'd, I'm going to say it's the metal fest because it is responsible for giving so many metal bands the oh, exposure. they yeah. no it catapulted some bands. Like, once you played OzFest, you were known by the people. Yeah. It also makes Ozzy a shit ton of money because... Since its beginning, 5 million people have attended OzFest, which has grossed over $100 million. Oh, wow. In 2005, they actually had, because this was Ozzy's life in the early 2000s, was reality TV. Mm -hmm. They had a reality TV show based around OzFest. I did not remember this happening. Uh, So Ozzy and Sharon hosted this mtv competition where unsigned bands would compete for a spot to play in the 2005 oz fest and get a recording contract oh nice i want that to come back yeah no absolutely especially after covid yeah that'd be perfect we need more reality shows like that yeah mtv make it happen so in the early 2000s he releases another album the first one in six years called down to earth it has the single dreamer which does really really well commercially and then the following march a little thing called the osbornes premieres on mtv i remember it to this day and mtv has said that this is their most viewed series ever like Mm -hmm. this has outdone anything they've ever dreamed of and it features ozzy and sharon and jack and kelly but what about the other daughter, Amy, that we're all just yeah. now hearing about? She refused to participate in the show and publicly criticized her parents for their antics all the time, whenever she could. That sucks. Which, I mean... I get it. I don't blame her.
0: Yeah. I really don't blame her. I get it, but also the Osbornes gifted me Kelly at, like, what, age nine, cursing up an a storm?
1: She icon. Yeah.
0: No, she was great.
1: Ozzy admitted later in life so like after the show had wrapped that he was stoned during the entire filming of the osborns of course he was and refuses to watch any of the episodes for that reason oh okay i don't blame him for not wanting to watch his stoned self but this this is my favorite part of the the osbornes as a show really isn't that interesting like there's not a whole lot of like no crazy things to tell you um but the US censored the MTV broadcasts, like we bleeped out the curse words, yeah. but in Canada, they don't censor it out. So, but Ozzy prefers the censor version because his cursing was more noticeable due to the bleeps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's true. When you bleep something out, it's like, it's like, burp, ooh.
1: What did he say? What's that? He said a bad word. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. In June 2002, Ozzy was invited to participate in the golden jubilee of Queen Elizabeth II by performing the Black Sabbath anthem, Paranoid.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay, I read that in my research, and I didn't get to add it. Glad you
1: picked it up. Oh, w- this the whole next, like, two pages is just random shit Ozzy's done. <laughs> so that's one of them. He performed Paranoid for the Queen. That's perfect. In 2002, Ozzy and Sharon were invited to the White House Correspondents Association dinner this is when george w was president and he shot it out to ozzy during his speech by joking the thing about ozzy is he's made a lot of big recordings party with the animals sabbath bloody sabbath facing hell black skies and bloodbath in paradise ozzy mom loves your stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a great joke i know oh going back to the queen this is why i was remembering think i i have this right so don't scrutinize me if i get it wrong but so you play they play paranoid but young prince william and prince harry i think went to tony yami was like hey can you play black sabbath next
1: i hope they <laughs> did that i didn't read that but i don't I hope think they did i don't that.
0: think they did but
1: could you imagine i hope that happened i'm gonna pretend that happened in december 2003 ozzy was rushed to the emergency room in the uk because he was driving what they call a quad bike that's a very british term it's a four-wheeler okay i had to look that up i was like what what is a quad bike i'm thinking like a dirt bike yeah no, it's a four-wheeler so he just had a freak accident with his four-wheeler and broke his collarbone eight ribs Ooh. and his neck
0: Ooh, i know someone who got into an atv accident it's not pretty they're
1: very dangerous they are so we had to have surgery it was announced later that he had stopped breathing and had <gasps> to be resuscitated holy shit by his personal bodyguard so shout out to Sam Rustin for saving Ozzy's yeah, life. Yeah thank
0: you we needed we needed him for a little bit longer.
1: But while he's in the hospital he got his first ever UK number one single which oh. was his duet with his daughter Kelly Changes yeah. and in doing so he actually broke the record of the longest period between a UK artist's first chart appearance and their first number one hit mm-hmm. which was 33 years wow. between Black Sabbath's Paranoid and Changes and as if he didn't already have memory issues with his drug use. Yeah. The quad bike accident gave him short term memory problems. Oh, no. But so that happened in December 2003 and he recovered in time to in 2004 headline 2004 Oz and reunite with Black Sabbath that year. Yeah. So he recovered pretty quickly. I forgot this was in here. In March 2005, he releases this box set called Prince of Darkness, which sounds dark, right? Yeah. So the first and second discs are just like live album, your normal shit. Right. B-sides, like demos, singles. The third disc contains duets with other artists, including Born to Be Wild with Miss Piggy. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i forgot to look that up too so i'm gonna find a video that's of that's incredible and that's a thing that exists the fourth disc was entirely new material so it was like it's a crazy album release where you get four discs yeah two were like these rare b-sides and like cuts the other is muppets and yeah. then the fourth is like the actual new release um but it's all ozzy covers so he covers the beatles john Lennon. that's kind of cool david bowie and others and i I need some more bands to do stuff like this. Yeah, I like that. Please and thank you. In two thousand nine, Ozzy performs at the Gaming Festival, BlizzCon.
0: Dude, let me tell you, game culture with their fest, like with their award shows, or dude, they love Ozzy audience.
1: They and they love Ozzy. The only reason I really put this in here is because at that same convention almost called said conference mm-hmm. same convention it was announced that he provided his voice and likeness to a video game character in the game brutal Legends. yes
0: okay josh is playing this right now i was gonna bring it up as a point of topic so literally the game leah do you know anything about this game no it's the main character is voiced by jack black ozzy makes an appearance the lead singer um from motorhead Lenny, i can't think of his name makes an appearance that's crazy so the the whole game is like you're down in hell like fighting off these demons with your rock music
1: it's amazing and there's
0: just a different like vocal like rock stars that just show up along the way
1: that sounds amazing i need to play this game yeah in 2009 he released a autobiography called i am ozzy i want to read this so bad Uh, I did not have time. I was getting pieces of it. Yeah. I did not have time to read it before this, but he, so he hired a ghostwriter, which thank God, because I've read enough, I've read enough autobiographies of rock stars to know that they usually need a ghostwriter and the singer, or the singer, the author told him that he needs to write a second book because like he just has so much. I'm sure he has so much material. Stuff. Uh, Sorry. They're actually... This was probably pre-COVID, but they're working on a movie adaptation, which I hope that that gets to happen.
0: Yeah, we need to go see that.
1: Uh, Ozzy has been involved in making it. Obviously, like I love when artists get to get involved in the own telling of their life story, Mm -hmm. and he really wants an unknown guy from England to play him, which I think is great. Yeah, that's great. But Sharon wants Carrie Mulligan to play her. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So December 2009, Ozzy announced that he was going to release a new album and he leaked the album title himself and they called it Soul Sucka, S-U-C-K-A. Fans hated it so much that they immediately retracted and was like, um, never mind. We're going to name it Scream. Sorry. Bye. (laughs) Please forget I ever said that. So they renamed the album Scream. And the only really notable thing about Scream is the title single, Let Me Hear You Scream, debuted on CSI New York, <laughs> which I just think is weird. So I had to put it in there. Is it that Scream at the beginning of it? Uh, I don't know. I've never watched CSI New York. I didn't like the spinoffs. I only liked main CSI. Yeah. And their titles are always a Who song. Like their theme songs for all yeah. the CSI spinoffs. So I don't know if it was just in an episode or what. Right. Like, a weird way to debut a song in 2018 Ozzy said you know what I'm retiring for good this time and he launched no more tours too <laughs> for the final tour he then said wait never mind I'm not I'm not retiring it's just no more tours because I'm not doing world tours yeah he's still gonna do gigs but he just doesn't want to leave home for six months at a time anymore which yeah
0: I understand he's old Homeboy's old. He's like 70-something, right?
1: He, he's 73. Yeah. 74. So that's understandable. In last September, you will remember, I don't know if you remember this, Twitter had a field day. Osborne was featured on Post Malone's song, Take What You Want. No, I didn't. Do you remember when this launched? No. Twitter, this is Wait, why we run this podcast. previous, like the, this last month? Like 2019. So when no. this song came out, some dumb children, I'm going to say this because they say, they, someone tweeted, I wish I could find it. I should have looked. They said, wow, Post Malone's really doing this Aussie guy a favor. No one knows who he is. Can't You're believe they f- he featured him in this song. And like everyone over the age of 25 was like, are, are you stupid? Yeah, are you? <laughs>
0: okay. First off, Post Malone, for those who do not know, used to be in a hardcore band.
1: I actually didn't know he was in a hardcore band. Did you know? No. Oh, yeah. So he was, uh, I think
0: he played guitar. So he was in a hardcore band for a long time before he became a rapper. So, uh, you're dumb. The dude, Ozzy, was probably one of his inspirations.
1: Oh, it was probably a dream come true for Post Malone. But yeah, I, I remember this tw- tweet circulating and they were like, no one knew who Ozzy was before today. And like all the pissed off, angry okay. middle aged white I men. I kind of remember that. Yeah. On Twitter, we're like, <laughs> like you know how they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I thought that was funny. So in 2020... Uh, So Ozzy was supposed to tour a little bit, like not a huge tour, but this past year, but he, he's canceled so many times because of health problems. Mm -hmm. Um, It also probably wouldn't have happened because COVID. So we're not missing anything. And right before lockdown, this is crazy. In February of 2020, he released his first solo album in almost 10 years called ordinary man. Homeboy was 71 when he recorded this album and this is a hot take. Maybe this deserves a special sound effect. I think it's his best album. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's just my
0: favorite. It are is- you including just single Ozzy or are you talking Black Sabbath? Single Ozzy. Okay. Like, single Ozzy.
1: This album is so good. I mean, I think I'm just partial to the fact that he's 71 and... Right, still kicking it. He's still kicking it. And it's, it's a really emotional album the head the headline song god the title track ordinary man the video made me cry oh yeah um it's it's ozzy sitting in this theater and watching like a movie of his life play out oh while don't don't do that while he sings about like he wants to be remembered he doesn't want to be remembered as an ordinary man he wants to make an impact on the world um, wow. and it's a duet with elton john oh and so they're going right for it who had a very similar path full of you know drugs and just a hard rise to fame and Dude, like, so that's like the thing so like these rockers that we love are getting old right no and it's sad and
0: <laughs> now they're doing these songs of like man or they're doing the interviews Is like they're trying to teach us young people hey don't take your life for granted now they're like it makes yeah like i said it makes me sad but like that's the point of life where they're at they're not like like, I was literally doing the math in my head. like, oh, yeah, in 2000s. That means how he was 52. and I'm like,
1: oh, my God, he's 73 now. Yeah, he's well, like, 71. Sorry, I was wrong. He's 71. Well,
0: still, it's like, dude, 20 years yeah, just went by.
1: The whole album is just, I highly recommend listening to this album. I've been listening to it on repeat the last, like, week. It's so good. So, yeah, that is the musical history.
0: Do you like music? Do you like podcasts? Do you like your hosts that are slightly eloquent with their words and well spoken and articulate
1: them in a perfect way? Then you can find two out of those three things on Bigger A Disc. I'm your host Matt Latham and each fortnight a guest comes onto the podcast to talk about an album that they want to talk about for whatever reason they want to. We talk about the artists, we talk about the songs and we also talk about the album and we never talk about the artwork because I always forget. Other than that, we always talk about the good things and why people like what they like and you'll find that a lot in Bigger A Disc. So find us on all your favourite podcasters of and I look forward to finding out the discs that you're picking.
0: Hey everyone, for this next section we are putting in a trigger warning as we will be talking about subjects that deal with death, in particular suicide. Um, so we wanted
1: to give you all a heads up. Other than that, on with the next section. Now we're going to get into just random shit.
0: Oh, I've been waiting for this.
1: So I just called this section Random Assortment of Appearances and Awards. So I don't know why, but Ozzy guest stars everywhere. This is a mm-hmm. small selection. But first, I just need you to watch this video with no context. Okay. Please excuse the shitty 2005 quality. Separate two eggs mm-hmm. and add to the flour. I'm really digging this cooking environment. Okay, pass me the budget in.
0: I can't tell the difference. Tell me that. That's how you make fairy cakes. Fairy cakes. i the
1: prince of Dr. Hunter Rock Kikes. Yeah, me too. What? I don't know That's from two thousand five. It was I don't even know what year it was. Two thousand six, sorry. I love it. Uh, so, yeah, he was in a TV commercial for I Can't Believe It's Not Butter in the UK. <laughs> uh, he's also been in a World of Warcraft commercial, which yes, I I've remember. Seen, I've seen that commercial. Yeah. That being on TV. It's a great commercial. Uh, he's I don't want to say he plays World of Warcraft, but he's very into that scene. Yeah. He's a playable character in Guitar Hero World Tour. Oh, no way. I forgot about this. I knew this, but I forgot about this. He voiced a character in Romeo and Juliet really he's fawn i don't remember which one's fawn but i didn't know that he's in he's in there's like three Romeo and Juliet's. he played himself in an episode of bubble guppies which what? i just think is strange <laughs> that's like a very little kid show uh this year he played king thrash in trolls world tour oh my god which i have not seen trolls I want to see Trolls Roll Tour just because of the premise. Yeah. But now I have to watch Trolls oh World yeah, Tour. Oh, yeah, you're obligated at that point. Uh, and he's won so many awards. But I just chose this one specifically because the 2004 NME Awards, which is a British award mm-hmm. show, he received the award for Godlike Genius. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that that exists just... I've, I don't understand. I have some
0: nominees for that award.
1: So... I left out a lot of his drug use throughout all of this because I felt like I needed to warm everybody up first to these antics. Okay. Uh, and it's not, it's no secret that he did drugs. Yeah. Like, like a lot of drugs, but we'll get, we'll get to like why he did so many in a a minute. But in an interview in 1978, he, he said, and I quote, I get high. I get fucked up. What the hell is wrong with getting fucked up? There must be something wrong with the system if so many people have to get fucked up. I never take dope or anything before I go on stage. I'll just smoke a joint or whatever after. So despite all the drugs that he did in his life, he never, he tried to never perform high. Yeah. Like he took his art seriously, which I respect. I feel like other artists should learn from him and should have done that. Yeah. We would probably have less issues. It also, I mean, it did get him in trouble with his bandmates. In Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Black Sabbath, how do you pronounce Iomi? Iomi. To- Tony Iomi said that while they were all doing drugs and alcohol in the 1970s, yeah. Ozzy had the unhealthiest lifestyle of, of them all. He said that all of the rest of them would be passed out, but Ozzy could still just be going. Um, yeah. And they didn't, they didn't know how he could do it, but he could. And obviously this caused... A lot of tension with bandmates and crewmates and his wife and all this stuff. But it did lead to some funny stories, which of course I'm going to tell you. Maybe not funny, maybe just wild. Yeah. Uh, my personal favorite is in Motley crew's book, The Dirt, which is such a good book. Highly recommend. They opened up for Ozzy early in their career. And Motley oh, Crue is not a calm band, okay? No. Like, takes a lot to shake motley crew they've destroyed hotel rooms they blew up they're considered one of the worst bands to host so they got freaked out by ozzy because he was hella stoned one day and they're outside talking to him and he just squats down snorts a line of ants then pees in the sidewalk and then licks it up and they were all like (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) and they just went back to their tour bus (laughs)
0: I remember you telling me that. There is just if you
1: watch the uh, like,
0: like how high do you have to be to get to that level?
1: Very gone to snort ants, like snort ants,
0: and you know, lap up some urine. Like
1: I don't understand off the sidewalk, off the sidewalk. There is germs on that. In the uh, Netflix adaptation, they're all—they're not just on a sidewalk. They're, like, by a hotel pool. Oh, no, Ozzy, no. I don't know how this man is alive. Yeah, how is he not dead? Um, in 1981, he went to a meeting with the head of CBS Europe while they were in Germany. He and Sharon were both there. He was super drunk, uh, of course, and yeah. decides to do a strip tease on the table <laughs> and then kiss the record executive on the lips. Uh, what,
0: what was Sharon thinking through all this? I don't.
1: Sharon is an angel. She's a
0: constant rock in his life.
1: I don't know how she put up with his shit for so long because she was there in this meeting. <laughs> how, and how do you not laugh
0: and watch that?
1: She has to. She has to have a really good sense of humor. She said that he actually performed like a military march on the table and then urinated in the executive's wine. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. He was too drunk to remember the next day. Um we already know that part of the Diary and Madman tour was canceled because of the plane X ex- yeah. incident, but a lot of other dates were canceled just because Ozzy was too drunk. Yeah. And he, when he would perform on that tour, his voice was so damaged from all the smoking he was doing offstage that there was no point in even performing. Yeah. So they just canceled a bunch of dates in, I forgot about this too. In 1982, he was wearing Sharon's dress for a photo shoot. I don't know the story there. Okay. That's not even important to the story. That's not the weirdest part. But they were near the Alamo and I don't know what Ozzie has to pee on things when he's drunk. So he peed on part of the historic part of the Alamo. That makes sense. Um, and ended up being banned from the city of Antonio for a decade.
0: <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you if you were there?
1: He had to pee. He had to pee. In 1984, he was arrested in Memphis for, again, for public intoxication. Like, he was in and out of jail a lot. Yeah. Uh, But the most famous incident of his, like, just being out of it is when he got home from the Moscow Music Peace Festival in 1989. He walked in the house and then tried to strangle Sharon. (gasps) That's bad. Yeah. See, that when you get to that point, man, you better just quit your habit. She ended up, like leaving him for a short period. Yeah. I don't actually know if he ever went to rehab or anything or if he just like, I don't think he ever actually stopped. Was he just not come to like, he just wasn't there? I don't know. That's all I could really find on like what happened, but. Oh, that's terrible. Let's talk about why he does so many drugs. So this is what originally made me want to do Ozzy because I read this, this article about. Uh, Ozzy's genetic mutation.
0: Oh yes.
1: So in 2010, some doctors were just like, let's map Ozzy's genome because why not? Yeah. Like that was literally the reasoning. Some scientists were like, that'd be a cool thing to do. So they mapped his entire genome, which in 2010, I mean it's still a big deal, but in 2010 it was especially a big deal cuz we yeah. we weren't doing a lot of gene mapping yet. And the genet- geneticists who did his mapping This is their job, right? Like they study genes. But they're just doing this on
0: a Saturday for fun.
1: I mean, they want to study it, but he has several gene variants that they'd never seen before. Oh, you're shitting me. In all their studying, including uh, the gene that impacts how your body absorbs methamphetamine and other recreational drugs. And Sharon said, uh, once they got the results, she said... I've always said at the end of the world there'll be roaches, Ozzy, and Keith Richards. <laughs> <laughs> she is not wrong. And she, so far, she's right. Uh, so the genes all are connected to like drug reactions, That's insane addiction, alcoholism. The absorption. Did it like rewrite his genes, or are they just there? They, I didn't, I didn't put it in the notes, but in the article I read, it's like a direct. Mutation related to like Neanderthal genes, so he just okay. like got the right genetic combination to survive. That just like predisposed him to drug abuse, like bad drug abuse. But oh wow! Not just the abuse part, but made it so his body could handle it. Like cause he can handle. He's he metabolizes them so fast that yeah. he needs like triple the dose to feel anything.
0: Wow, um, he got lucky in the sense of it didn't kill him.
1: Yeah. But the irony in in the test is, so he metabolizes, you know, meth, heroin, all these things like super fast, but he's a really slow metabolizer of coffee, meaning that he's most affected by caffeine. (laughs) Now that brings us to our last section is, is Ozzy a Satanist? (laughs) Also had a section about this. Um, The short answer is no. He actually was a practicing, is a practicing member of the Church of England and prays before each show. Yeah, I could see that. But many, many, many groups have accused him of being a Satanist, of having a negative influence on culture, on teenagers. Yeah. And just said that his music glorifies Satanism, which... Here's the ironic part. We talked about Aleister Crowley
0: before, mm-hmm. right?
1: People compare Ozzy to Crowley because both have been demonized by the media just for being weird. Yeah. Like. Well, didn't he write a song called To Mr. Yeah, Crowley? So that's what he wrote Mr. Crowley about was kind of. Because that's on his second album, I think. Yeah. So after the fir- after the Black Sabbath stuff.
0: And you know, the church crew had a field day with that.
1: Oh, yeah. They did not did not like it and I put in my notes so he like he wasn't a satanist he denies it but that didn't stop him from doing shit that fueled the fire Uh so in 1981 after he signed that that first solo record deal with Sharon's dad he was in a meeting with some CBS record execs not the one where he you know he peed but this is a different time that he was drunk he Grabbed a dove and bit its head off.
0: Where are they getting a dove in a CBS executive meeting?
1: No, that part was not explained, but he did. And he spat the head out, blood was dripping from his lips. And it's been like his defining moment that in the bat, which we'll talk about in a second. Like, that's what he's known for. Like, she's not anything to really do with his career. He's just drunk. Yeah, okay,
0: one. You shouldn't be hurting animals. Let's just start there. But number two, who's bringing a fucking dove in a meeting with Ozzy Osbourne? I like
1: to think he just found it on outside and was like, ooh, dove. I'm going to bite this. He and probably
0: thought it was like a marshmallow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably.
0: And the bat was just chocolate.
1: Probably. Uh, but then it gets weirder. In 1982, he bit the head off a bat, which um, yeah. we now know was a terrible, terrible idea. But yeah, this was pre-COVID. But this, if you thought the dove was weird, he bit the bat, which he thought was rubber, right? But a 17-year-old dude brought it to the show to throw on stage. What the fuck? Why are you throwing a bat on stage? You are the reason we have a venue security system now, because in 1982, people were bringing live bats to a stage. Why isn't the bat flying away? So the kid who brought it thought it was dead, but it turned out to be alive. Ah. And so when Ozzy went to bite it, it bit back. Oh. <laughs> and so he had to be treated for rabies. Oh. Which isn't funny, but it kind of is. And then some things happened that really like fueled the Satanist Ozzy is bad fire. Yeah. Um, in 1983, a kid from Canada, his, um, his name's James Jollimore. He murdered a woman and her two sons Oof. while listening or after listening to Bark at the Moon. And a friend of the murderers said... Jimmy said that every time he listened to that song, he felt strange inside. And when he heard on New Year's Eve, he went out and just stabbed someone. Which probably did not stem from the song, but probably stemmed from some kind of mental illness. But
0: sure, blame Ozzy. Well, I didn't mention this in the Black Sabbath episode, and I still might cut this out. But basically, there was this nurse in England who listened to Paranoid and then committed suicide. And they... I'm about to get
1: to a very similar situation. Oh,
0: okay. Continue. Uh,
1: So Ozzy has a song called Suicide Solution. Mm -hmm. And in 1984, because, you know, everything bad happened in 1984, there were several different teenagers who committed suicide while listening to the song. Um, One of them is John McCollum. And the song, the reason it's called Suicide Solution is it talks about, like, this is you're gonna end up killing yourself if you keep drinking basically it was a song ozzy wrote about his drinking habit um but this kid listened to it and then he committed suicide and so his parents uh his parents knew that john suffered from like really bad clinical depression yeah but they sued ozzy over their son's desk saying that the lyrics where to hide suicide's the only way out don't you know what it's really about was what pushed him over the edge Um, So, the family's lawyer suggested that Osborne be criminally charged for endangering a young person's life, but the courts ruled in Ozzy's favor, saying that there was no connection between the song and the suicide, and he ends up being sued for the same reason again in 1991. They sued him for $9 million. The courts, again, said that wasn't Ozzy's fault. That's not how suicide works.
0: But this is also why we now have trigger warnings on things, because with people with depression can they be influenced by those things absolutely but is it the artist's fault no no not at all they're just trying to make their art but that's why we're trying to make it more safer for people with mental health
1: so this is why we do that Mm -hmm. but Ozzy was not a Satanist no absolutely not a Satanist
0: so like literally (laughs) what Ozzy brings up for me because I've talked about my growing up in church and, and the Pentecostal world I got a handout about Ozzy. <laughs> I remember it like very vaguely, but I, vaguely, but they reference him eating the head, like taking the head off a bat, like in print and how Satan is getting into rock music. <laughs> it's all that bat's fault. It's all, it's all the damn bat's I think fault.
1: The moral of the story here is leave bats alone. Yeah. A lot of our problems would be solved if we left bats alone. Um, but that's another story. And doves. Just leave everything alone. Yes, leave leave nature alone. Don't touch anything. Don't bring them to concerts. Don't throw them on stages. Just leave them outside. Don't bring them to meetings. No. Don't cook them for soup. Yeah. Uh, so that's the wild, wild insanity that is Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah.
0: That's a perfect spooky one though.
1: It is. It's not as it's not as spooky as I expected it to be. Yeah. It's just insane like yeah
0: no the dude is literally just that's interesting that like genetically
1: he's just predisposed to be a drug addict yeah
0: that's crazy
1: and be very tolerant to drugs so yeah that is Ozzy go listen to his new album because it's real good
0: yeah I want to listen to it now
1: uh, there's a song called scary little green men or something like that's about aliens it's great <laughs> not not the best song on the album but I finished my beer from the last episode, and Josh was nice enough to bring us some uh, sugar-free Baja Blast from Taco Bell. And the reason he did this is because I guess you can win an Xbox, <laughs> so we had, we get to drink the Baja Blast, and he gets the code. Uh, he probably already <laughs> entered the code in the car, <laughs> probably. But I think it's worth noting that on this cup, it says like, "Here is your code. Text it to this number." But then it the, like the fine, it's not even fine print. It's like the next largest print. You will get up to 20 automated text messages about this promotion.
0: You're going to pay to live that month.
1: (laughs) Good God. They can't (laughs) just send you a confirmation up to 20 automated messages. But yeah, sugar-free Baja Blast. It's good. 10 out of 10 recommend.
0: Thank you for listening. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We're talking Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify or Stitcher. You can leave us a review. You have a memory with Ozzy? Did you also get told in Sunday school that he ripped off that bat head? Well, let me know. I'm interested to hear that. A special thanks to Josh Tarpley for our intro riff. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at She Will Rock You Podcast. You can follow us personally at Beth Ann Tarpley. I'll be posting more spooky things since we're in spooky season. Spooky. And you can follow Leah at LeahElizabethJ. She has a black cat, so spooky she's always cat. she's always spooky twenty four seven. Spooky baby, spooky baby—that's what I
1: call her. Spooky baby, yes,
0: it's <laughs> really cute. Um, you can send us an email at she will rock you at gmail.com. Other than that, it, if you don't got the genes, don't do the drugs. Don't do drugs. Yeah, you know, just don't do drugs in general. But you know.